0: at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. 1-1
1: to Bowser. Bowser skies this one. And they don't spot drops! Stanford wins! A bucket here, this place is going to explode again. KCP has it on the high left side, throws it off over to Joker, floater. Yes! Eight seconds left to go! Casey's across the timeline, and he'll dribble it out! The 47 year Some reason, the first time I heard that, I was like, what? Nuggets fans can die <laughs> in peace. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hour two, T-Row in the morning show, Tuesday, June 13th. Toby and TJ back with you. Denver wins the NBA title. Didn't watch a second of it last night. Not necessarily proud of that, but uh, I had the you're Reds in extra innings. You were reading manuals. <laughs> I had manuals to read. And the Reds were in extra innings, and the Texas-Stanford game was great, and I kind of forgot it was on. And then when I did remember it was on, I got an update on my phone about going to the fourth quarter. I was like, nah. I, mean, I can't turn
2: this away. It's yeah, 3-3 with the Royals in the eighth inning. This is much more important. I didn't have the manuals, but our, our nights were playing out the same. I was flipping back and forth between the Rangers-Angels and the Texas-Stanford game. I flipped over to... The NBA game for a little bit, and I said mm, this is going to mess up my rotation. I've got a good every other pitch or so rotation right. going with the two right. baseball games, so it uh, ended up on the ended up the one out. So,
1: okay, a couple of things to tell you about, and then we're going to talk portal. Uh, one, the field for Omaha is set. We also know game times. ORU is playing TCU Friday, one p.m. First game out of the box. OU had the same game last year. 1 p.m. Central Time Friday will be the ORU TCU game. The evening game will be Virginia and Florida. But then on Saturday, you got Wake against Stanford and LSU against Tennessee. In the end, one Big 12 team, one Pac 12 team, one Summit League team, two ACC teams, three SEC teams make the field. Adam Hildebrandt joining us Friday morning on game day live from Omaha before he calls his first College World Series game. That'll be fun. The U.S. Open starts Thursday at L.A. Country Club. We will be giving away golfers Thursday morning on the show. Thursday morning on the show, our OU Jimmy Austin Golf Club golfer giveaway. Call in, get a pair of golfers to the U.S. Open. Then you can sit back and cheer them on, and there will be free rounds of golf available if you have one of the top three finishers in the U.S. Open. Uh, Tomorrow night is the schedule reveal, the first SEC, I guess it's more of an opponent reveal than a schedule reveal. And I've got a little info as to how this is going to work. TJ tomorrow night it's at six o'clock um it is on the SEC network we are doing a sister show and and uh Manning cast if you will an alternative show on ESPN plus myself Ted Gabe at Rudy's and I I can tell you TJ a special guest will also be joining us uh hmm. whose name rhymes with I can't tell you who it is but his name rights with rhymes with Trent Trinables. really yeah
2: oh, so his that.
1: reaction to his first set of opponents in the SEC it is a live watch party anybody that would like to join us at Rudy's tomorrow night uh, the show starts at 6 we'll be there before that we will watch the SEC Network show. We will react to it on our show. We will find out together the first set of SEC opponents OU will have in 2024. Uh, we are told they will start by showing what the rivalry games are. So you know how each team has a uh, a rival, a locked-in right. one rival. So that drama won't
2: be much for OU. Probably not. If it's not Texas, we have a well, major story. <laughs> then the Manning cast becomes a whole different show suddenly. But we'll find
1: out who everybody else's is. Um, I mean, we could figure that out right now. Auburn is Alabama. Uh, OU and Texas. Okay. Florida, Georgia. Florida, Georgia. Mississippi, Mississippi State. Right? Yep. Uh
2: LSU. Tennessee, I would say. Maybe AM.
1: Okay, let's wait on that one. Okay. Tennessee. Florida? Tennessee and Florida are pretty big rivals. But Florida's got Georgia. Hmm. Florida's got Georgia. And t-
2: Alabama's got Auburn. Tennessee, Vandy? Are they going to be stuck with Vandy? Oh, I forgot about Vandy. Surely you just put Vandy and Missouri together, right? Because no one wants to play them. And that okay, could be a competitive so series if you make them play
1: every year. LSU, AM and and
2: Arkansas, Missouri. Probably right.
1: Arkansas is not going to like that.
2: No, they're not, but they don't really have an option. So so
1: what you have left is Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Vandy, and that's got to be how they go, right? Yeah, I think Kentucky, South South Carolina. Carolina, Yeah, I think you're right. Tennessee and Vandy. Vandy is like Tennessee's third or fourth. Like they'll tell you the Tennessee-Alabama and the Tennessee-Florida and the Tennessee-Georgia games are all massive games for them. Tennessee-Vandy is a nuisance. Mm -hmm. But those others have more natural – rivalry games already I mean listen this going to the SEC thing is exciting but if it comes out tomorrow night and they've put Texas and Texas A&M together oh. and OU and somebody else this may be the first time a team has ever withdrawn from a conference before <laughs> actually playing in the conference okay so that'll be the first that I mean there'll be some interest there because we didn't exactly rattle them off as to who they'll be, but the first thing we're going to find out is the rivalry games for all 16 opponents. And then they will go team by team in alphabetical order. So here's who Alabama will play in 2024, home and away. You're going to find out who the four home opponents will be and who the four away opponents will be. You will not find out dates, or game times, or what week they'll play. You know, a, a, at least as far as what we've been told. So Oklahoma, alphabetically, TJ is the eleventh of the sixteen teams. We'll know a good chunk of who they're playing before they ever get to Oklahoma, because oh, it's gonna, the, other,
2: the other teams will be laid out. Yeah, it's yeah. going
1: to come up in Auburn's schedule sure. or Georgia's or whatever. Uh, but that's how it, we've been told the reveal is going to work uh tomorrow night so come join us at Rudy's let's make it a fun night Trent Trinables is going to be there uh Teddy Gabe myself we'll do the show live we'll react to it it could be a disaster it could be fun we're going to try this thing we've never done anything quite like this before Uh, we will have the SEC Network show on the televisions there at Rudy's so we can all watch it together, and then we will be reacting to it on uh, our show as well.
2: And if you're out and about, can't see the television, we'll have it on 1400 yeah. AM, 99.3 FM. I'm Thank sure you. the other affiliates uh, will as well. I don't have a list of everyone that will, but most of those, if they're a Sooner Sports affiliate and you catch the football game, most likely they would around the state But or the KREF right. app if you're out of the area. So,
1: Thank you. You can listen on Sooner Radio. You can watch on ESPN Plus yes. as well.
2: Uh, We are also taking your daily draft
1: suggestions. We are going to start the 2023 Summer Daily Drafts on Monday. If you have a topic you would like us to consider for our drafts, uh, text TJ on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Okay, lots of portal news yesterday. Busy, busy portal uh, coming and going. Mostly going, but a little bit of staying. Kinsey Hansen stays. I think that's the first news we got yesterday. Kenzie Hansen, one year remaining. She's got a COVID year, I believe, and she has decided to stay. That's great news for OU softball. Jordy Ball, rumbling started to circulate, TJ, a couple of nights ago, to be honest with you. And and then the news came out yesterday morning, Uh we started to hear some rumblings on our show, and it was announced shortly thereafter. Uh, she wants to go home, and uh, sounds like it was amicable. Sounds like her and Patty sat down. They talked. Patty understood, wished her the best of luck. She loves OU and will forever, and has not yet announced she's going to be a Nebraska Cornhusker. Right, but I yeah. think that's what everybody assumes is going to happen. That's where home is. Mm-hmm. I guess you could play for Creighton? Creighton, maybe. But I Omaha? Doubt that.
2: Yeah, I would, I would think it's Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, there was rumors uh, but, out there that she may just decide, that's it for me on softball. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the case. It, maybe she's thinking that, but entering the portal, I would assume that she's going to end up at Nebraska. Because she said she wanted to grow the game and continue to grow the yeah. game in her home state, so that would tell me she's going to play another couple of years and then, you know, decide her future from there, coaching or whatever it may be, so... So, I mean,
1: for me, this is interesting. Uh, tip of the cap, great job. Two national championships. Go be with your family. And now I cannot wait to see what OU does in the portal for a pitcher. They've got two good ones, really good ones, and Nicole May and uh, Kirsten Deal. But n- undoubtedly they're going to be on the lookout for an ace and uh, – They will present themselves. There will be no shortage of aces out there who will want to pitch in the Oklahoma spotlight. And so which one does Patty land is going to be fascinating to watch over the next few weeks here. Everybody, obviously the first name you think of is the Kennedy girl out at Stanford. She was a freshman this year and she gave OU fits, but, um, TJ reporting this morning that dad's looking for $2.5 million. So (laughs) not sure that kind of money exists for a softball player. (laughs) If it does, it would be her. So, yeah. Uh, Also, TJ, Derek LeBlanc into the transfer portal yesterday. (laughs) True freshman defensive lineman. The uh, social media speculation is that Schmitty got him. But I have no idea if that's true or not. Neither do you, but. It is that time of year when, uh, you know, Schmitty makes life not very fun for football players. So LeBlanc, big-time recruit, big-time get, says, I'm out. What do you think about this?
2: Well, obviously, he was a big-time recruit, and um, a lot was expected of him. So, yeah, it definitely hurts. It's definitely something you don't want to hear, but it's also something, if it was workouts and Schmitty that got him, then... Maybe that's not the worst thing in the world.
1: Yeah. The blow is. I mean, if that's right.
2: true. I mean, I don't know if that's right. the reason or not. But if it is and <laughs> he was just being worked too hard, then all right, well, maybe that's not a to... loss. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. But, we, again, we don't know. We don't know what the reason is. But you're right. If that was the reason, then um, probably the best. It The blow is softened by the fact that OU just, just did pick up a couple of transfers on the defensive line who are expected to be able to help them immediately Immediately. Mm -hmm. and they are in the hunt for a couple of five-star defensive linemen in next year's recruiting class as well they will not be able to help immediately but you know maybe this even convinces them a smidge more to say ah you know what they got another spot available i'll go oh yeah also uh, OU picked up a pitcher, baseball pitcher in the portal yesterday. Jace Miner from Wichita State. If that name sounds familiar, it's because he has absolutely diced up OU the last uh 2 years out of the Wichita State bullpen. He is a lefty, 6 foot 3 left-handed reliever with the Shockers who Last year, made 24 appearances, had an ERA of 2.05, and uh, an opponent batting average of 148. He is good. And I am thankful he's at OU, and I'm thankful that OU never has to face him again either at Wichita State. The Shockers beat OU four straight times over the uh, last two seasons until OU finally got him this year. But their formula was the same in all four of those games, TJ. They had a lefty starter who was really good, and they followed him up with the lefty reliever Jace Minor, and OU could not score off those two guys. They just couldn't do it. So Minor is coming to OU, presumably to be uh, in their bullpen. Always great to have lefty arms down there. You can now have help for Carter Campbell, assuming he's back next season. Or maybe a starter. We shall see. Uh, Jamie Hitt was in the bullpen at Tech until he got to OU and Skip made him into a starter. I have no idea what the plan is for Jace Miner, but this is a really good pickup. It could could have um, dominoing implications. I was about to say,
2: can I have a couple of other connections to Wichita State head this way? He's got friends. You're right.
1: Most notably, I'm told he is buddies with Peyton Tolley. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> who is the the gem of this 31-person Shockers transfer portal class. Other than Rodden, Rodden's in the portal, but nobody actually believes he's going anywhere. He's going to be drafted. Uh, Tolley was a freshman last year from Bethany High School, two-way player. Big power at the plate, big arm on the mound, lefty. He's going to get looks from anybody he wants to get looks from. I am told he is going to visit OU. I so like that they're a at lot. least they're at least in the hunt. I am told he is also friends with Jace Miner. So for whatever that means, maybe it helps. I think my guess is he's probably also looking at OSU. And probably, you know, three or four or ten other giant names in baseball as well. You know, the LSUs and Tennessees of the world as well are probably going to get a look at him. So, I don't know what OU's chances are, but getting one of the Wichita State guys isn't bad because they had a really good team last year, and it might lead to more. Break time. We'll be back.
0: The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best.
2: T-Row in the morning show statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. This hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. A lot of you hit with the storms yesterday. A lot of hell in certain parts of Norman, surrounding areas. If you need your roof checked out, Black Thunder Roofing. They're your one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor, a local roofer. Serving the whole metro area, offices out of Norman and Edmond. They can help you out. They can come out and take a look, see what type of damage was done. Uh, Blackthunderroofing.com, 405-473-8028. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Sooner Stevens says, draft idea. Mm -hmm. Draft a starting basketball team using current OU football players and or all-time OU football players. A basketball team. A basketball team. All right. So a hoops team with OU football players. That's right. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the amount of talk about mental illness after the softball team wins their third straight title is curious to me. Should fans not be so passionate about them? I don't think fans would have trashed them for losing, but if success causes this much trauma, maybe fans should just stick to football.
1: Oh, maybe you are better equipped to, I don't know that I, I, I don't like the phrase mental
2: illness. I don't right. think mental health. Is that what they said? Is that what they meant? Mental health? Probably. It says mental illness, but yeah, mental health is probably what they're saying um, there.
1: So I don't have any idea if this relates to Geordie ball or not. I, I you know, being near family I, is... Yeah, I
2: was going to say, I think if it's her mental health, it's not the pressure she was under as much as she really missed being near her family. And, you know, if reports are true about the boyfriend, and they've right. been together a while, and they're close, and she doesn't like the distance there, so... I, this is an interesting topic to me. I do think
1: a, uh, your fans are never going to change, so we can throw that out the window. Fans right, right. love their teams passionately, fanatically, and will never not. Um, I do think that while mental health has always been, uh, an issue on the planet, it has become something we are more and more aware of in the last, you know, in our lifetime and certainly since the pandemic, I think it's a real thing, uh, especially with the youth, not just the youth, but especially with the youth. We've had a special guest on this show, TJ. You might remember within the last year, who kind of uh, specialized in this uh, post-pandemic athletes, college, high school, whatever, who uh, have faced all kinds of depression, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is something that that in in you know in our lives in in the role in family lives that has has been an issue it's a very real deal and i don't know psychologically what all of us went through during the pandemic but whether it's related to you know kids not leaving their dorm rooms for long periods of time or just not having social interaction or just all the death around us for whatever reason i don't know i i do think it's a very real deal that a whole lot of young people are trying to battle their way through. So that's just, as, as a baseline, I'm very consciously aware of that. I don't blow it off. I have seen it firsthand. It is scary, and, and I would encourage anyone who feels anything about what I just said to seek some professional help. As it pertains to the pressure of the OU softball team this year, that's an interesting subject to me, TJ. Yes, they were under immense pressure.
2: Spotlight.
1: Everybody wanted to the largest, the largest to any
2: it. softball team in the history of the sport's ever been under.
1: Yeah. I mean you gotta say that because of the social Social media media aspect aspect of it
2: and everything. Right, exactly.
1: You gotta win every game. Everybody in the world, except for OU fans rooting against him. Some you know, things said about him in the World Series that were not very flattering, so forth and so on. That being said, every softball coach in the world would trade places with him not to mention probably pretty much every coach not named Nick Saban in America and any sport would trade places with them. You know, give me that problem is what they would say. You know, Porter Moser's under pressure. The opposite end of this is your job and your profession are on the line. I'm not saying this is the case with Porter, but the opposite end of this is not winning enough and your family's livelihood is on the line or your scholarship is on the line or whatever the case may be so there there is pressure for everyone at this level of collegiate athletics if you're not winning enough that's pressure this is a weird pressure though teach like this is winning so much that it was overwhelming is kind of a new one yeah Like, you didn't hear, and it might have been, but you don't hear, like, you didn't hear, like, when OU goes undefeated in football or or wins the national championship in 2000, thank God that's over. It was incredible pressure. You know what I mean? Now, maybe it was there. Maybe men don't talk about it as much. Maybe we didn't have social media. It's a lot of pressure. Don't get me wrong. It's all a lot of pressure. It's just fascinating to me that with this championship of the seven they've won this seems to be the one that they felt the most pressure and it's because they won the most I think
2: and there's a lot of this with the mental health and stuff with with Jordy is is speculation on what's going on there and everything and this person's like well maybe we should stick with football we can't it causes too much trauma we put too much pressure on them maybe it's just Maybe it is as simple as, I miss home. Right. I've accomplished everything I can accomplish. When you, when you enter whatever level, uh, whatever sport you want to play, and you reach the level she has, you've won titles. You've won uh, most valuable players in, in the College World Series. You, you've done everything at the top of your game. Win streaks, everything that they've done. Maybe it's as simple as, gosh, I've done it all now. I'd really like to go home. Mm-hmm. Friends, family. Friends, family. I just would like to be closer to them. Mm-hmm. It could be that simple. Boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. So I got a lot of
1: friends that are Nebraska fans. I have uh, nothing left to prove
2: in this sport. I'm going to go play it for fun now. Yeah. If I win at a high level, great. But I'm going to just be closer to those I love. It could be that simple.
1: Could so. be. We we don't know. I'm right. just respond. I'm not saying that it is related to mental health. I'm just responding to the text. Oh business.
2: no, I know, I know you are. I'm just saying uh, that's been speculated, and I'm sure it is to a certain degree. It's a lot of pressure at war on her. She probably wasn't loving the sport the way she she once loved it because of that pressure. And now that she's achieved, that's what I'm saying. Once she's achieved all that, she's saying, "I'm just gonna go be with family and play, it. love the game again."
1: I don't like the reaction. After OU won this championship, was, I mean, remember Patty's first quote afterwards was f- about freedom.
2: Yeah, freedom. I can go to Costco. There, there, there I was can a just lot breathe. of re- I can breathe. There was a
1: lot of relief and freedom. Not the way it should be. You know, like, and I'm not. I'm pointing fingers at us, not at them. I know what we can do about it. It should be unadulterated joy when you win it. When you accomplish a goal that big and work that hard to accomplish it, you should not, at the end of it, feel, thank God, that's over. I'm not saying, I'm not putting words in her mouth, but you know what I'm saying, Teach? Like, that was, it, there's there was definitely a feel at the end of the season that was like, awesome, we won it, but God, that was a lot of pressure. I hate that for them. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know... I don't know why that was. I, I don't know why that was.
2: Yeah, and this texter, you know, refers to Jordy last year and some comments she's made. And, and that that's floated out there that she went through this process and thought about it after last season. So um this Knippelmeyer texter says Jordy did an interview where she talked about how hard it was last fall. She went through a period of time where she didn't feel anything, just felt numb. Um She kind of mentioned that after the – Um. The win the other night of, you know, you go through all this and wake up the next day. You're still just the same person. Mm -hmm. And like the sports not there at that moment, you know, so it's a weird feeling for him. So she goes, but I'm I'm the same person I was. It's just that part of me has been removed for that day. So
1: I've never I've never had a team win it all that I've called the games for. But, you know, play for it. Spike was safe, OU's (laughs) played for a couple, went to a Final Four. I think that Final Four team comes to mind. That was just, like there's nothing about that season that at any point I would think any of those guys, coaches, players, or any of them would have any feelings like we were just talking about. Yeah, well, baseball last
2: year was just complete
1: joy. Complete joy. Right. At no point was there, and they played for the national championship. I think, I mean, I never heard anybody anywhere say anything about, I can't wait till this is over. This is so much pressure. So that's the fascinating element to this for me is what created that? Because, I mean, maybe with baseball, even though that's a giant spotlight, maybe it doesn't get to the point of where the OU softball team was this year, but certainly the final four in the college football national championship, and all that kind of way, way, way more media coverage and and eyeballs and Mm -hmm. spotlight and all that kind of stuff. And it was just magical carpet ride. I can't believe this is happening. This is – I remember sitting on the airplane, the back of the airplane, with uh, Ryan Spangler flying from Los Angeles back home after they had just – won a spot in the final four they had just beaten Oregon and he was like can you believe this can you believe this is happening like I cannot believe this is happening it was just just a constant smile on his face the whole time and so anyway I don't know I I, I need. To, I'm trying to in my brain figure out what happened to the so softball season that has has made it like this we'll be back The Ref Radio
0: Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call
1: 405-735-5510. By the way, I have a suggestion that could be controversial. But, you know, we're kind of about doing groundbreaking things here at the University of Oklahoma, TJ. The, uh, patty It's regarding the Patty Gasso statue. You know how home field advantage is a really big thing in the sport of baseball, right? Not just the crowd, but sometimes your actual field is unique and creates an advantage for you. I think of the Green Monster in Boston. That's an advantage for the Red Sox. They play it all the time. They know how to play the bounce off the green monster. Uh, We have talked about the old uh, polo grounds, TJ, where Willie Mays made the -the over-the-shoulder catch, you know, that was like 450 feet from center field, but it was only 220 down the lines or whatever. Crazy layout of a stadium. You get what I'm saying here, TJ. You remember when Houston, when they first built that ballpark, it had the hill in center field with the flagpole in the middle Mm -hmm. of it? and so there are sometimes some interesting aspects to a stadium that can make it a home field advantage. I think we can have the opportunity to do it this year. Uh, yesterday I asked you what the pose should be, and we both agreed it should be that look of Patty in the third base coach's box where she's, you know, arms folded, staring at, you know, at the batter or, or at her team. Right. I think the statue should actually be placed in the third-base coach's box.
2: (laughs) Just just stand it there, (laughs) right in everybody's way?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unprecedented. You got to work around it. It'll be tricky, Tej.
2: Maybe you don't tear down Marita Hines and just put it there and it becomes a shrine.
1: Nope. I want it in the new stadium. I want it in Love's Field. (laughs) I want it in the third-base coach's box. I want it in play. You've got to work around it. That could yeah, cause it,
2: some injuries on a, on a pop up.
1: Could could, but you've seen uh, you know those pitchers' mounds in foul territory, where a guy chasing a foul ball or a gal has to you know go up and down the mound, and it's da- it can be tricky. This will be tricky, and there will be some collisions that take place, Teach. But it will be different, right? It will, and it will be really interesting next year when Patty is coaching standing next to her own statue there in the third base coach's box. I just want to think about it.
2: I'll pass it along. I'll pass it along to my uh, upper deck connection.
1: Um. By the way, the new stove, built-in air fryer.
2: Built-in air fryer? How does that yeah, even work?
1: I don't know. I haven't done it yet.
2: Huh.
1: One of the settings is air fryer settings. It says right there on the box, Oh, this the, so the whole is, oven becomes an air fryer. The whole oven is an air fryer.
2: No, oh, that's not the same. Get out of here, air fryer. I don't know.
1: Maybe not. Oh, but you I are mean, like
2: super fancy. You got super like, fancy. Um, Bezos oven or something.
1: That's right. It's a Jeff Bezos <laughs> oven. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Hey, I was reading something interesting today. It's about, uh, who wrote this thing? It was on ESPN.com. It was about, it's from Pete Thamel. So he's uh, he's talking about, uh, you know, realignment in college sports and, you know, what's on the horizon, what's Colorado going to do, what's the Big 12 going to do. One of the things he wrote about was the SEC and ACC, what could their, no, I'm sorry, the SEC and Big Ten, what could their potential next moves be, and both of them are happy at 16 but both of them are you know keeping their eyes open in case there's cherries to be picked out there and and he brought up that the two well I'm going to ask it I'm going to ask you he brought up there are two schools that both the SEC and the Big 10 are eyeballing and if and when the moment comes there's going to be a big battle To have these two schools join their league. Huh. Can you guess who they are? And I will tell you this. I was surprised a little bit. Now, let me say this. An obvious. Notre Dame is the obvious for the Big Ten. The Big Ten once, has always wanted, will forever want Notre Dame. Set them aside for a second, okay? This is a pair of schools that that the Big Ten and the SEC, according to Pete Thamel, will end up going to war over.
2: Huh. Well, Notre Dame was the one that came to mind. I was going to say Notre Dame, Florida State, Oregon were the three names that popped to mind. Oh, for 3. Well, really? Notre
1: Dame is a given. The other two are not a part of that, no. Hmm.
2: Well, maybe since you're bringing this up, I'll say Oklahoma State.
1: Because I'm such an Oklahoma State homer? <laughs> right, because you're homer honk. Yeah, so. Right. Uh, good guess. Logical, but no, that's not—you're I'm. A, you're not going to guess it, so I'm okay, going to tell go you. Okay, go
2: ahead. That. Yeah, I'm, if it's not Florida State or Oregon or—
1: The turf war, as he calls it, that is looming will be over North Carolina and Virginia.
2: Huh. Uh, North Carolina's one I almost said. They've been relatively good in the last decade in football— Obviously, tradition-rich and basketball, uh, baseball program's great. So that's not, that's not shocking to me. The Virginia one is a little bit.
1: I was just at Virginia teach. I just walked the whole campus. It says, uh, both leagues are peering at each other from their respective league headquarters. Neither wants to be overtly destructive or accused of tortuous Interference. You know, they're under contract, Each They're a part of the ACC. But neither wants to be a step behind the other, so they watch and wait. This is what makes the prospect of landing North Carolina and Virginia integral to both leagues down the road expansion plans. Outside of Notre Dame, there are no programs that will be as coveted by the SEC and Big Ten thanks to both geography and market. Uh, It says, to be clear, none of this is imminent, Uh, but, okay, it's important to remember that expansion desirability does not directly correlate to football success, which is why there may be smoke coming out of Clemson fans' ears reading this. Florida State and Miami, too. Think about the additions of Texas A&M and Missouri to the SEC, or Rutgers and Maryland to the Big Ten, none of which had won a league football title since arriving. North Carolina and Virginia mark a geographic population and recruiting battleground for the SEC and Big Ten. They are desirable media markets and could help the student recruiting as they are the number nine and 12 most populous states in the country. North Carolina number nine, Virginia number 12. Both North Carolina and Virginia are contiguous states for both leagues, meaning they have states that bump up against those states already. Uh, Anyway, that's kind of the end of the speculation there. But I thought that I hadn't seen – I probably could have guessed North Carolina is attractive. Yeah, yeah. I would have guessed them after several other teams. I would. It would have taken me a half hour to get to Virginia. It is beautiful. I, I don't there. know that
2: I could have told you that North Carolina is the ninth most populated state. Mm-mm. That surprised me when you just said that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have thought they were top ten.
1: A lot of people live on the eastern seaboard. 7.50. We'll be back.
0: Did you miss one of our shows? Don't beat yourself up, because we've made it easy for you to beat that Ref Army FOMO. Catch up on shows and interviews you might have missed with the Ref Podcast page. Just go to kref.com and click on the podcast page. Or go check out your favorite podcast provider and search for KREF, the home of suitor fans. Here for you 24-7, 365 at the KRF Podcast page.
2: T-Row in the morning show, Toby and TJ back with you. As I mentioned earlier in the hour, this hour brought to you by Black Thunder Roofing. And if you've been affected by the storms that just recently passed through in the last day or, you know, the several we've had over the last couple of months, want to have your roof checked out, Black Thunder Roofing, they're a local roofer and Angie List Superior Service Award winner four times. They can help you out. A one-stop shop for customers looking for one contractor, 405-473-8028 or blackthunderroofing.com. Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line. Um, Is there a chance that Texas' rival is A&M and not OU? No. No. I would say it's 99.9% no. But it's going to be OU in Texas. I mean, I think that was... There would be lawsuits. That was part of the discussion before even joining the conference yeah. and all that. It was like, okay, we're going to do this, but I know we're going to go with these rivalry games. You're keeping They've this got rivalry. They've
1: signed contracts with the city of Dallas correct, and the Cotton correct. Bowl for into the future. You're giving it a 0.1% chance. I think that's too high. OU Texas is, for me, number one, but... For everybody, one of the top three rivalries in college football. There's OU Texas, Ohio State, Michigan, Auburn, Alabama. Maybe you love Army, Navy. Throw that in there. But uh, there's no chance. There's no chance that OU's rival is not Texas.
2: A part of it is, too, I'm sure, when this was all coming down, and him— Realize they didn't have much say over Texas coming into the SEC, but they probably did say too, okay, but we're not going to be like a set rival with them. I don't think A&M wanted any part of that. Right, probably. Plus Jimbo's got
1: ranches. (laughs) A&M's rival is themselves. (laughs) They're just going to play their own JV team. That's all. All right, top of the hour break. Hey, we got a giveaway when we come back. We're giving away some tickets next. Back after this.